Talking with Extension Livestock Market Economist, Dr. Daryl Peel. We've got the January 1st cattle on feed report. Kind of wraps out the old year because it's a peak into the new year, Daryl. Uh, maybe first of all, run, run the numbers down for us. Yeah, you bet. The January cattle on feed report, uh, you know, placements in the month of December came in at 96% of a year ago. Um, Marketings in December came in at 99% of a year ago, and that gives us an on-feed total for January's monthly report at 102% of last year. So we're still carrying more cattle compared to a year ago uh, into the new year, but this report was uh, very close to expectations. No surprises. I don't think there'll be any market reaction to it from the standpoint of the general report. You know, if you if you step back and you kind of think back to what we were saying this time a year ago, start of 2023, uh, does it surprise you that we ended up these last several months with more cattle on feed than a year ago? Yeah, certainly, you know, I've been looking for cattle on feed numbers to come down. Uh, You know, the broader cattle inventory numbers, the fact that cattle numbers peaked in 2019 and we've been getting smaller now for five years uh, tells me that sooner or later we have to see these feedlot inventories come down. But because of drought and because of strong markets this last fall, I think we've we've been pulling cattle ahead, generally speaking. Uh, and one of the things we continue to do is place and feed a lot of heifers. And so in the for for the short run, short run being now several months to a year, uh, we've we've been able to hold these feedlot inventories higher than I would have expected. When you uh, you know obviously this is one of those quarterly reports. Uh, we also have some uh, some breakdown between steers and heifers. What what do you see there? You know the heifers on feed for January one really showed just a, well, as a percent of the cattle on feed, just a fractional decrease from October, but it still rounds out in round numbers to 40% of all the cattle in the feedlot are heifers. Uh, And if you look at the absolute number of heifers on feed, uh, the breakdown of steers and heifers, that data goes back to 1994. This is the largest January heifer on feed total in that data series. So, um, you know, we we had the the, the intuition all fall that we were not keeping heifers back uh, to any appreciable degree, and this number would certainly suggest that we've continued to, to place those heifers, and we've still got them on feed. No interest in starting to rebuild the herd, at least not yet. No, that's right. I think we've not done uh, much uh, herd rebuilding uh, at all, or or even the the initial steps to do that. Now, the one thing that, that there's a there's maybe two caveats in this heifer on feed number. One is the fact that over on the dairy side, the fact that we're using sex semen to produce heifers and all that. If you work through the numbers, we're probably on net getting a slightly bigger heifer calf crop out of the dairy sector. So part of these bigger heifer numbers may be coming from that. The other part of it is that any Anecdotally, in my travels over the last uh, two to four weeks, um, you know, it, it, it appears pretty strongly that we've got more stalker cattle out on wheat in the southern plains, at least in Oklahoma, than we've had in several years. And obviously, a significant number of those are heifer calves. So the cow-calf producers may have sold their heifers uh, because they needed the money. That's what they told me for the most part. They really just uh, couldn't afford not to take advantage of the high market in the fall. But the stalker guys who bought them still have some of those heifers. And some of those may wind up yet being replacements, even if we haven't made that decision yet. End of the day, uh, this this report kind of sets us up for that uh, end of the month cattle inventory report. Uh, any uh, any feel uh, you know based on this latest set of uh, heifer data uh, of what we may see? 
You know, I, I, I'm going to have to rerun my numbers a little bit, uh, but, uh, you know, clearly we've got smaller inventories, um, and I think what this is going to tell us is that we don't have uh, any 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 increase probably in replacement heifer numbers, or if, if at all, it will be a very, very slight increase. And all of that sets up the idea that the, the very best we could expect to happen in 2024, even if we start the process from now on to maybe save some heifers through the year, year, uh, the best we can hope for on a, as a net result for 2024 would be to, to maybe hold the cow numbers stable uh, at a smaller level uh, for compared to January 1. And uh, so it's going to be a slow rebuild process that really probably couldn't start much now before 2025. So this is a story that uh, is going to play out for quite some time. It really is. I think we're in this for, you know, two to four years, um, you know, significantly longer. And it it depends on what happens. Obviously, weather is going to be an important factor going forward, too. Uh, We're not sure that, you know, we still got a significant amount of drought in some places and the drought may not be done. So um, there's no guarantee that we stop liquidation even in 2024. But again, if we do, then I think the best that can happen is that we just stabilize. Uh, So, yeah, it's going to be a lengthy process here. Uh, If you start with a heifer calf in 2024, you're talking about 2026 to 2027 before you see any increase in beef production. It's going to be a long, slow process of rebuilding this U.S. mama cow herd, it does appear. Extension Livestock Market Economist of Oklahoma State University, Dr. Daryl Peel. On the Oklahoma Farm Report, I'm Ron Hayes.